Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of All Blaze No Glory, the podcast. Um, I'm joined on this uh, episode by Ella Grad Arndt, which I'm sure I've butchered. No, she's nodding. Good, good. I, that was the bit I was most nervous about. Um, she's here um, as a follow-up episode uh, in relation to Ringette. Um, so, Ella, first and foremost, um, tell us a bit about yourself, where, where you come from, and uh, how you got into Ringette. Um, so I'm from Canada. I came from, I was born in Regina, Saskatchewan, which is in the middle bottom of the, the country. Um, and I started to ring it when I was about four, four or five years old. Um, it's pretty normal where I'm from to do. It's pretty known-ish. But um, a bunch of my older cousins had started playing ring it. And that's why I kind of got started in it, just because it was part of what some of the family members were doing um yeah and I started skating when I was about two years old as well so it's just been a part of my life since forever so and I think a lot of people uh, most of the people that listen to this are from the UK mainly Scotland and a lot of people know Canada and they think Toronto they think Montreal maybe Vancouver Calgary and if they've not been Edmonton um Tell us a bit about Saskatchewan and its sort of sporting culture, because I think it's it's got quite a lot to offer in in that that sense, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, to an extent. There's definitely a lot of hockey, like a lot, a lot of hockey. Um, it's really cold, so there's a lot of just cold sports you can do. That's why I bring it. It's really big there. Um, people definitely really like American football at home, which you know you can't really do in the winter. So, but. I mean, primarily just hockey. Like, that's a really, really big thing. I mean, we got really big recently just because of Bedard because um, he was on the Pats, and that was our WHL team. Um, but, yeah, it's just, honestly, just hockey is massive over there. I'd, there's always rivalries between Ringette and hockey because of that. So, <laughs> And is it a bit of a – there's a sort of rivalry in, in Britain with, the, like, rugby and football where – you know, rugby rugby fans are always trying to score the one up on football fans by cl- claiming they're classier. And football fans are obviously football's more popular. Is is there a kind of similar sort of rivalry where they're, they try to score points off each other in in Saskatchewan? Ah, uh, it's more just people always chirp ring it, and yeah, it's just people chirp it because it's a girl sport. It's more primarily girl sport and shorter ice times games and we just get a lot of them or we got a lot of them we wouldn't get as many ice cleanings we would always get the further away rinks the crappier rinks um which I mean they're not that crappy now that I've been to the UK but (laughs) 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 but I don't know it's just this there's not much that like actually goes on it's just people talking more so and the lack of opportunities i guess surrounding ringette than there are for hockey cool cool and um did you play any hockey when you were in canada or you mainly just ringette i had never played hockey until i moved to the uk because there was such a big rivalry between the two and i'm like i'm not going to the other side i'm not doing it (laughs) and i just i had always played ringette it's what i knew so it felt it didn't make sense to switch over when i had the opportunity to play something i liked better Fair, fair enough. Um, I mean, there we have it. For anyone that was looking for evidence, a, a, an actual Canadian that didn't play hockey when they were younger. So, um, 
So, um, in terms of in terms of ringette, what 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 is it you you like best about about the sport of ringette, and what makes it special to you? Um, I know this is really obviously really big in hockey, but the community was really important to me, and still is. A bunch of my best friends and good friends are from ringette. Um, but I like that it's not. I didn't realize like I knew ringette is non-contact. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not a very physical sport, in my opinion. But when I moved here, it I definitely had a lot more bruises going on um, after. And I was like, wow, okay, it's a lot more physical than I was ready for. So I like how ringette's a lot more kind of finesse in a way where it's there's less just hitting each other for no reason um, and getting pushed for just being pissed off. Um <laughs> So I, I like that it's more focused on like technique and strategy than maybe that was just the level of hockey I'm in. I don't know. Maybe if I was in a higher level, then I would have more strategy. But um, yeah, I plus I it's the community is really great. I know I said that already, but it's it was a big part of it for me. Um, and it also it just feels like I not a big um person that loves physical activity um and ringette always just felt like fun to me no matter what even if I was working out and and maybe that's just because I was with a bunch of my friends doing it but I think I just done it so long that it was just second nature to my brain I didn't have to think and I could just go and relax in a way and not have to think (laughs) cool cool and and obviously one of the the main the main things to be good at to play ringette is skating, which which is quite clear from the ringette players that I've I've seen come to the UK. Um, yourself, you're a very good accomplished skater. Sarah has spoke to them on the last occasion about ringettes, a, a accomplished skater, and um, Melissa, who played for the Steel Queens this year, is also a very comfortable looking skater. What what are what are the other skills that you 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 really need to buckle down to to be an effective ringette player? It's a great question. Um... Hand-eye coordination, especially catching passes, that is not an easy task. That takes a while to get used to, in my opinion. Um, I know, obviously, that's relevant in hockey, but um, what else? Strategy is a big thing. Um, Tight turns, I guess that follows under the skating thing, but also... um, like um you in ringette it's a lot more normal to maintain possession and not get rid of it so trying to think before you do a lot of the time I know again that happens in hockey but you have to think what you're doing really and see how it's going to end up in the other end if you're coming breaking out um and you have to see how it goes from one person to the other because if you pass into one person then they might be you know not in the best situation to get that so you have to look in advance of where they could take it, I guess. Because um, you really don't want to give up possession. But also at the same time, like we have shot clocks in Ringette. So you have like just in like an, I think in basketball where you get 30 seconds. So you have to be pretty quick with it at the same time because you want as much time in obviously the offensive end as you can. Um, or, you know, could try to reset the clock, but so trying to be quick enough with it, but at the same time, make sure you know how it's going to get to where you want it to go in a sense. Okay. okay. And, and you mentioned, I think, uh, hand-eye catching passes. I think you touched on this briefly with Sarah in the last episode, that that it's not like hockey 
where you sort of get the pass on the end of your, you know, to a blade, you're actually having to sort of put your stick into the middle of the ring. Is that is that right as it comes to you um, at high speed? Is that is that correct? Yeah. My one of my coaches once told me to always just look for the white in when you're trying to catch the pass. And that has helped me significantly. At the same time, when you're catching a pass like our obviously in hockey, there's the stick is there's one side that's wider and there's one side that's skinnier. You're always supposed to have the stick part that's skinnier facing forward when you catch passes or else it'll go up your stick really easily. And then that could cause a whistle. Um which you obviously don't want. So you have to make sure you're holding your stick in the right direction and then make sure you catch really big passes um, or fast passes, which happens sometimes, unfortunately, but just got to put your foot behind it and bounce. <laughs> it's like, if you know it's you, are probably not going to get it. You just got to put your foot to the side and hope it bounces off of it. But yeah. I, I, t- I take it unlike hockey where if you kind of if a pass kind of bounces off your stick there's a chance always maybe to recover it because of it's hit a, a solid object hitting a blade rather than a ring trying to go onto the end of of a stick essentially um does that does that make passing a lot harder in, in ringette than than hockey perhaps i mean i appreciate you played ringette for years in hockey for about eight months but <laughs> um I would say picking up a pass is definitely easier in hockey, but like it's harder to check to get the puck back in ringette because you have more pressure on it, right? Um, where in hockey, I think it's a little easier to swipe it off. So that's why possession is such a big thing again, because you don't want to get rid of it because it's so hard to get it back usually. Um, but yeah, holding on to the ring is a lot easier in my opinion. Um but you just have to be careful when you're catching it because since it's like a hollow rubber ring, it bounces fairly well, especially off of like hard objects. So you don't want it to bounce to someone else. that's not on your team, obviously. Um, so sometimes you got to like, if you know you're not going to be able to catch it because it's coming too fast, you'll like angle it to a specific area where you know you'll have time to go grab it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That makes sense. And, and there's, Different lines in ringette. Um, it's not something we really got into. Salad. There's a. You don't have the you. They sort of in the hockey. There's the, the obviously the center line. You got your two blue lines and then your your goal lines. And ringette, they have a is it a hawk line or something? I can't remember what it's called. But I don't think we have like a special name for it. <laughs> we just called it ringette line, like the ringette line. Um, which was nice because a lot of. Not every rink at home had them, but the majority of them had ringette lines, which was really nice. Um, but essentially, obviously in ringette, you have to pass over the blue line, um, both blue lines, and you can't do both at once or else that's a whole other thing. But um, essentially, the ringette line's right above the top of the two circles in either end. Um, it's skinnier, it's, it's red, and essentially... It's because there's only three players allowed of your team, other than the goalie, obviously, allowed in a zone at a time. And that's usually when you have, like, shift changes. Um, so, like, for the forwards or defense, whoever's not in that zone. Um, but, yeah, I think it helps limit how many people are focused on the ring, and it helps allow more strategy, in my opinion, because you have more room to do things and plan things out. Um, it's a lot more fun 
my opinion, but because <laughs> it's less squished, there's less you can focus more on like trying to yeah, strategize. Fair enough. And 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 in terms of shooting, do you have to shoot from within that line or can you shoot from anywhere essentially? You can shoot from where, wherever you really want to. <laughs> um obviously there's obviously like sections where there's more likely to get a shot in sections where you should never shoot from, but no, shoot wherever you want. You can't go in the crease, which um, I was always really, really bad with um, growing up. I usually always went in the crease, which is something I was still working on. But um, essentially, if you go in the crease, it's like automatic whistle. Um, if you have possession, um, if the other team has possession, then they count five seconds um, and then our team could touch it. But um, yeah, it's just because I would argue it's can be easier to stick handle and ring it because you don't have to worry about keeping it on your stick. Um, but then, so I think that's why that's the rule. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but then once, if I would go in the crease and I had possession, then the whistle would blow and the goalie would get five seconds to throw it out to their team. Um, and that would just be you would go and cover their team um, in the zone at the time. And, and that's another thing that I wanted you to talk us through is uh, it, it didn't touch on with Sarah's uh, as goalies. Um, obviously, the, the hockey goalie, the big pads, catcher, blocker, stick. What does a ringette goalie actually Where? wear? <laughs> I I've had this question before and I'm not exactly sure, but one of my good friends is a goalie. So I messaged her. I can't remember exactly what she had told me, but essentially everything's the same, but the, instead of a catcher, sometimes they have like another blocker or they have just like a plain kind of like polyester glove of sorts. Cause to be able to throw it out during um, goalie rings, um, that's the whole purpose. So with a blocker, usually there's like a glove inside of it that they can throw out pretty easily. Um, it really depends on the goalie and their preference. But I think my one of my friend, yeah, my good friend, I think she had a blocker with the glove attached to it. Right. Okay. And um, do are the goals the same size as hockey or are they a bit bigger? Because again, I'm thinking ring. They're the exact same size. So, so since it's like an, a larger object that you have to try to get a goal with, then at the same time, that could be argued that that's like harder to get a goal because obviously a puck's smaller than. And weighs more than um ring does, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess well, that she wears exactly the exact same thing. But I mean, the cage obviously would have the little triangles in it, um, just because the ringette stick at the end is not a blade. So then, you know, if you're checking someone or something right for the net, or someone's bent down and your stick goes up by accident because you go to check them and miss or something it doesn't go into their face and that's the point of the triangles <laughs> that's that seems fairly fairly sensible um and in in terms of uh in, in players on the ice at one time so there's a goalie and is it is it goalie plus five same same as hockey yep and is it sort of three forwards two defense same as hockey or is it does it vary depending on tactics and things the exact same thing um i mean if there's a penalty. You usually call in your goalie, and then you would put another forward on. Um, that's pretty common. Like every single time, there's a penalty that always happens, no matter what, no matter what level. Um, but yeah, there's two uh, forwards, a center, and then two D. But it was really interesting when Ringette first started because I think it was invented in like uh, 1963 or 53. But um, 
every position would have a different color stick. So I think like defense were green and centers were had a blue sticks and then forwards were red sticks. So you could always distinguish your position based on what stick color you had at the start, which I think is pretty cool. But now it, it really doesn't matter. It's just preference on what you want. Yeah. And, and, and are the sticks as expensive as they are in hockey in terms of, do you get sort of Eastern composite sticks or is it all sort of, are they all kind of standardized? Um, no, we definitely have options, um, but we, people in Ringette definitely tend to like the wood ones more than the composite ones. The composite ones are usually the shittier ones, but, um, like we have like different levels of the wood. So like the one I, my, the one I have, and it's probably the most common one is like a lighter wood, but then there's heavier wood ones. And that's usually like defense would have those because they would need to check more in theory. So they'd want more power behind their, 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 um, stick checking. But um, sorry, whenever I say checking, I mean stick checking, which I know that means something different here. But um, and then forwards would tend to go towards like more of the composite, the lighter ones just for shooting purposes. But I like the light wood one. Um, they would cost, I think, around like $100 Canadian. Um, so definitely not as expensive, I don't think, as the hockey ones. Because people don't aren't as crazy about taping them. <laughs> as they are in hockey in my opinion but I guess like we only tape the top part never like the bottom right so no they're not as expensive fortunately <laughs> okay and then la- last question on the game itself um obviously in hockey we have face-offs um something that you learned about quick at uh, nationals um <laughs> we'll go into that in a minute but uh <laughs> how, do, how does a, a ringette game face off um so we have free passes or center passes is what we call them so essentially before a game obviously there's a home and a visitor team I think it's usually the home team that starts so in the center to start the game they would get possession first so essentially the circles are split in them down the middle instead of the the face off in the middle and there's two dots on either side um usually they're blue but um essentially the ring would be put there and the team who has that possession for the five seconds would get five seconds to pass it out and no one could be able to go in that like half of the circle um so obviously to start the game it'd be in the direction towards the other goalie um and their goalie would be behind them and they would be passing it out usually over the blue line into the the corners would be ideal um but it depends on how the other team is playing. If they're playing more man on or they're doing more, more of like zone. Um, it depends on a lot of things um, and the intensity of the game and the skill level. And usually like if you can't find a pass, you would pass it out to the defense to the side because usually they're not covered and then they would just skate with it. Um, but yeah, so if, in hockey, it really confuses me if there's like sometimes one of the team messes up, like say they shoot the puck and it goes out of the like ice that to my brain, that would make sense that the other team gets possession because they messed up. But in hockey, like you still get the face off, you still get half the chance to get the puck back. Right. So in ringette, if that happened and the ring went out of bounds, then the other team would get possession right away. So that means they would get the ring and if the center pass in their zone, like towards our goalie in their offensive zone, 
which makes sense to me. Um, and again, you would get just get five seconds to pass it out. Um, usually when you're in the offensive end, you would like have someone on the corner hiding and you would pass it there like because that's super safe because no one there's usually going to be two d's in front of the right in front of the the def, the sorry the goalie and then the center would be at the top obviously for the other forward so then one in the corner to like by the boards would be the safest to pass to usually so that's usually the go-to when you're an offensive but the safer one for when you're at the center free pass is the defense usually Cool, cool. So yeah. more about your your ringette um, career now. Um, you said you started when you were four. What what has been your your favorite memory um, playing ringette ringette um, growing up? To be honest, I miss going to all the tournaments. I really, really miss. Like as a kid, you would get up early on like a Friday or even like a Thursday night, and you would wouldn't have to go to school that Friday, which was really nice. And then you would get to go on like just a road trip with your friends typically. Um, I would never like consciously know what was happening. I kind of just showed up and <laughs> it was really nice because like your parents would just organize it and pay for it and everything. And you would just get to go play ringette for a bunch throughout the weekend. So like, I don't know if I have a very specific memory of doing that. I mean, we I went to Westerns, which is like the Western Canadian uh, championships after being on Team Sask, Saskatchewan, um, which was pretty cool. That was really fun. Um, but yeah, I wish I would have had the chance to do kind of more higher level ringette. I just got a got an, a decent injury um, when I was in when I was about fifteen or sixteen. So after that, I didn't really play much higher level ringette, and I we didn't really have the money for it either because it was a lot more costly because there's a lot more traveling and merch you need to get and all that jazz but um yeah just going on tournaments with friends and like going shopping uh, doing things in that city I mean we only ever really went as far as like Edmonton I mean I guess that's like a nine-hour drive but uh, <laughs> it's it was just fun to get to go to different small towns sometimes too and get like a weekend off to do what you want and hang with your friends it's cool 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 um, you mentioned Edmonton's a little bit nine hours away. We complain in the UK when we have to go four, don't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, definitely a little silly to me. But <laughs> it makes sense. That's that is far for the UK. So, <laughs> in in terms of the uh, the kit, of course, for ringette, um, slightly different, most different from hockey in terms of uh, you've got trousers and 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 I think it's shin pads, and then you've got some kind of garter thing. Um, uh, do you think do you think the hockey should bring back the trousers? I think the NHL tried it for a while. Like the ringette ones? Well, they were sort of more straight at the bottom rather than your ones look like flares to me, but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I generally think it's smoother. Or maybe it's just because you know I'm not used to I had to play with the hockey pads while at nationals and I felt like I was very clunky as I was skating. And it just felt like there's more more objects going on on my body than needed to be. And I was like, I want less. Um, I just think it's, it, it's yeah, I think it worked better for me. It's just what I know. It feel, Again, it feels just smoother. A lot of people were asking if I had like less, if I was restricted more because it's all one pant or 
trousers, sorry, from the top to the bottom, right? And you actually have a lot of movement in them. It's like wearing like, I guess, wide pants, like your trousers, sorry. So <laughs> um, it's not like you're restricted at all. Um, but essentially, there's just like you have your shin pads and then you have a girdle is what we call it. Which is essentially just like a spandex pair of high-waisted shorts with a bunch of padding inserted in them. And obviously, like, you can take it out if you really wanted to and put, like, different kinds of padding. So I just had the basic, like, styrofoamy kind, but you can get, like, harder padding if you want. Um, and then you just put the trousers on over top of that and you're good to go. Um, it's it's very simple to me, but it, it was very funny when I remember when it was my first practice at Brayhead with the stags. And they were like, are you wearing a kit? I was like yeah <laughs> like I'm good to go that is really funny to me but <laughs> and and how did you find obviously you you played ringette your whole your whole life basically until you come to UK for university last year I think it was uh, was that your first year in the UK right got that right yeah yeah I I came last September um and I remember I had messaged the stags in like October September and no one had answered me and I was like, okay, like this just means it's not meant to be, whatever, I won't play hockey. And then I messaged again in January or December because my dad was like, you should really try again. Like, you'll see, like, you really want you to play hockey. So then I tried again, I think on Facebook instead of Instagram and someone had messaged me back and I was like, oh, all right. So that's, I started in January and that was why. Yeah. And and how did you, uh, how did you find the, 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 the I suppose, starting hockey, um, fresh and and what was the biggest shock to you when you when you first first gave it a go I was very much humbled on my first um hockey practice because <laughs> I was just like I I was a tad cocky I won't like so I was like I know how to skate like it'll be fine like I knew hockey stick handling was much different and it would be much harder but I was like like I'll pick it up it won't be that bad I still have not picked it up and it's <laughs> um so definitely that the stick like trying to keep skate with the puck at the same time and not like losing it was um I still struggle with that I'm still working on that trying to shoot I worked on my backhand I or not my backhand sorry my wrist shot um I think I'm much better now at that but it took a while um what else? Oh, the, they were doing a drill where you just go against someone on the boards and try to get the puck back and you go back and forth like that, which I thought was a bit weird. Um, And then also <laughs> we did this drill behind the net where you would just same thing. You would just try to get the puck from the other person and go back and forth like that. And you would have to stay in the confines of right behind the net. And I was like, that would never happen in ringette. Like you wouldn't it just seemed really silly to me because I guess because in ringette the second that there's like a a bunch of people in one spot trying to get possession after five seconds if nothing's happening there's an instant whistle and the person whose stick was second in the ring gets possession so a lot of the times if that's happening and there's only one stick in the ring you gotta like that's one of the things you gotta go do is try to put your stick in the ring <laughs> <laughs> um, silly. that one's a bit silly to me but it's just the rule cool cool and what, what how did you find the, the sort of culture of playing ice hockey in the uk compared to your ringette culture back in in canada 
well, I'd never played with men before, so I guess that was a whole learning curve. Um, which I don't know, it makes sense that there's more men playing hockey here, but I think the community is very similar, especially with the Steel Queens. That feels a lot more normal to me and comfortable. I think just naturally because they're a lot more like communicative and supportive. Not that the stags aren't; they're very supportive. And sweet. I think it's just girls. They know each other better and are more comfortable with them naturally without even thinking about it. So I think the, the communities are a lot similar. And I don't think I was expecting that. And I don't know why. Just because I think everyone is so mean to ringette players at home. Um, especially hockey players. Like one of my best friends is a hockey goalie. And she can't she always chirps ringette no matter what. And we're best friends. Um <laughs> so it's just I instantly was like, hey, hockey players are just mean. Like, that's just the way it is. And, and I moved here and I was like, it's like, I just want to skate. I want the chance to skate. And then I was like, wow, they're really nice people. Okay. <laughs> I think the thing is in the UK, if you can actually skate, you're probably leaps and bounds ahead of most people that are playing hockey. So um, <laughs> it gives you a big advantage whether you come from it, ring it or not. Now, we, we, we touched on it briefly. Um, you, you played... I think you've played every position apart from goalie um, since you started ice hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you played wing for the for the Stags, um, the Glasgow Stags, for anyone that's wondering who we're talking about. Um, that's a university team from Glasgow. Um, and then you played defence in your first game for the Steel Queens. Um, and then you played centre in Nationals, which... Was all going well until after the first game when you told me that you didn't know what you were actually meant to be doing on the face off. <laughs> so, how did you find jumping between all these positions? Did you did you enjoy it, or would you rather you just found your found your wheelhouse essentially? Um, I honestly didn't mind it. I think it was fun to try to figure out what worked best for me, like what translated from ringette to hockey better in terms of positioning. Um, because a lot of times in ringette, you just go where there's a gap and where it's needed essentially we're in hockey like you're supposed to stay in specific areas and oh I feel so bad for Drew but one of my teammates was get frustrated with me for moving around so much and I felt so bad but it just was automatic I couldn't stop it but it's sorry what was the question <laughs> well that was kind of that was kind of it I was just asking if you if you did you have a favorite position that you played or um I like center, I think, because then I didn't have to worry about not being in the right position. I could kind of go wherever I wanted, but then I just didn't have the stamina as much, unfortunately. I also need to work on face-offs because, yeah, I remember it was right before, actually, the first game, and I was like, um, how do face-offs work? And you're like, I thought you would play center before. I'm like, Ringette doesn't have face-offs. <laughs> and you're like, um, I was like, I know. <laughs> I, didn't re- I, I just didn't realize I was going to be playing center but I did play defense as well for the Stags a couple times um I definitely have I'm think more offensively than I do than I do defensively because that's the position I played the majority of my life so I think that was easier for me to comprehend a bit um but I prefer center like even in ringette a lot of times you play all positions even if you're just forward or your defense like because I would argue that ringette's a bit faster than hockey, at least getting from one end to the other, at least the UK hockey, because 
it's a lot more flowy and you get to one end to the other pretty quickly because we've all been playing it like 20 years so you have to if like someone's lagging behind or like someone fell and they're still getting up you have to pick up and like go in their spot essentially and make sure that there's no gap so a lot of times like if a d was in so sometimes if if you're in the offensive zone and someone's dead, one of the forwards is dead and they go off, there'll be a D that goes in for them to pick up that slack and and make sure there's three people in the zone, but then there's one less D, right? So then that D would go, the other D would go further back towards the goalie to make sure that they, if they're going to move it around, then there's someone there to support. So again, if you're switching off, then that other forward would, if they're closer, that just came off onto the ice they would have to go towards and be D a lot of the times, which that happens pretty frequently. Um, so I think it's pretty normal for me to switch around. I, I thought it was, I liked it personally. It makes it less boring, but I also really needed to work on my like stick handling and yeah, stick handling. So it was, I guess it was a lot to learn, but I'm doing better, I would say. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, that wasn't a critique of your... <laughs> Your abilities, um, and um, just the, obviously there's other rules in hockey that that maybe don't exist in ringette, like offsides and um and icings and stuff. Did you find those pretty easy to pick up? I guess if you watched hockey, they probably did. But actually, I did not know the rules of offside before moving here. Um, I didn't know the rules of icing. I'm still a bit confused by icing because it's a bit gray area if you're going for it. So I don't know if like if I try to go for it if it's worth it like that's part still confuses me a bit but offside took me way longer than I thought it would way longer um I think it's just because in ringette you have to pass over the blue line right so you always have to have someone on either side so it's second nature that if someone else has possession on my team and we're moving towards <clears throat> the offensive end then I would go over the other side of the line to get the pass so there were so many times I would go over the line and they would yell at me and I would do like a tight turn and get back in time <laughs> um, but that it's just because it was second nature to like I just didn't think of it I just automatically went okay so I need to go catch the pass and get over the line um I I think I went offside probably at least once every game for the first while first couple months because once I did it in one game I was like oh god okay don't do it again don't do it again and then after that I would be fine I didn't do it I don't think once at nationals so that's okay because you played for two teams in nationals as well. Uh, how how was the uh, sort of I don't know how did the tournament of nationals compare to your your ringette tournaments in terms of you know the amount of time the amount of time you had to spend at the rink and um and that sort of thing. Um. Well, in ringette, usually you would have so our tournaments were typically Friday to Sunday, or even yeah Friday to Sunday, and usually you would have two game two or three games on a Friday, two or three games on a Saturday. And then the Sunday would be the last couple games if like <clears throat> they couldn't schedule them all for the Friday, Saturday in the morning. And then there would be like the gold and the bronze uh, games. And so either you would be driving home on the Sunday if you didn't make it, or you'd be supporting people or you'd be playing in those games. Um, so it was really weird having like 20 minute games that was that was definitely weird for me it felt like like a carnival or something like it was fun I enjoyed it um but definitely a very similar vibes going on like 
the whole dressing room stuff that was a bit challenging at times just because we didn't have a place to be or we couldn't go in right after a game because someone else is getting ready for their next game. Um, but I think that's just facilities. Like usually if you have a tournament in a facility, you would have various rinks to go to throughout or you would have one rink that has like, you know, five rinks in it. So you wouldn't have to worry about stuff like that. Um, but overall, like everything was very, very similar. Just hanging out at the rinks, hanging out with your friends. You definitely have more, I would argue a little bit more time in between games because they would like stagger them usually. Um, so you'd have time to go in between to get like food or like, take a nap or whatever you need to do. Um, yeah, I, I, it was nice to have like a tournament again because they're one of my favorites because it's just, you get to play all weekend with your friends. It's fun. um and then what's what's next for you obviously the season's now passed um and um you're I I don't think you're still in Glasgow next year the way things sounded so what's next for you um so I'm just finishing up my master's dissertation well I haven't started writing it but I will finish up my master's dissertation by the end of August and then one of my friends from Canada the the hockey goalie she's um coming to teach in the UK um and she got a couple job offers down near London so moving down there with her come come September-ish and um I would love to do like an alumni year obviously I would love to stay in Scotland that would be my ideal but that's just where she got a job offer so that's what it is but um I would love to do an alumni year with one of those teams and it'd be super cool to be able to play stags or the steel queens i think that'd be so much fun um i would i don't know if i have the ability to still play for them or do i have to play on the london team if like can um, I if you if you um, you can't do an alumni year with another university team so you'd oh, have to play okay. and the steel queens okay. as in university but obviously you could play either with a university team uh, down there in friendlies or you could play um you could go and join Streatham Storm or something like that and uh, and then play for the Steel Queens and Stags come nationals times. Um okay. for one, that was that was your eligibility t- uh, tutorial for the BIG. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. Um so yeah so you, you you're thinking of looking for some some hockey teams down there and and continuing on with a bit of hockey before presumably when you go back to Canada you just ditch it all and go back to Ringette, right? Yep. <laughs> I definitely have a lot more appreciation and respect for hockey players, um, especially because a lot of the hockey players here as well, they don't chirp ring it because they have no idea what it is. Um, so it's really nice because I have to, I get the chance to explain it a little bit if, you know, someone's willing. So, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not ever going back to hockey if I don't have to. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's like, it's you, it's, it's second nature to me. So it's just like, what you prefer naturally without even thinking of it because it's it's like I'm better at it so much better at it than I am at hockey so it's like you yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah I would love to continue playing hockey while I'm here um don't know how long I'll be here for but at least for another year roughly I'm thinking depending on what job I can get and stuff cool cool so 
Um, thanks so much uh, for talking about, about Ringette. It was nice to get a, a follow-up. Um, and Sarah obviously talked to us a bit through how it works and it worked in Europe and how Finland, um, I think, had the most players, if I can remember right, in, in all of Europe. Um, yeah, there's like, we have international tournaments from Canada to Europe for Ringette sometimes. And a lot of them, they're just in the Nordic countries, like they're nowhere else. And they're primarily just in Finland. Um, so a lot of like the younger girls who have the capacity to pay um, and are at a higher level, they would come over to Finland to play. And I think that's really cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. So is there anyone you want to give a big shout out to before we we, we part company for the day? Um, <laughs> um, Ringette wise, all my like really good friends are just definitely have had a really large impact on me and I appreciate all their support over the years so just Cass, Cassia or Ashley or Delaney or there's so many people I could name um I mean even Drew she's the one that's the hockey goalie I love her support even though she just chirps me no matter what I think it's just like she doesn't even think about it she just it's natural for hockey players to just chirping at so I love her regardless um but yeah and everyone on the stags and still queens obviously I'm grateful for all their support and love and answering all my stupid questions about like how offside works and what icing is and <laughs> and how face-offs work. Thank you, Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite quite all right. Well, well, thanks so much for your time this morning. I appreciate that. I basically dragged you out of bed uh, to do this. Um, so um, I really appreciate your time and uh, and um, and thank you for that. And I, I wish you all the best in hockey. We get. Um, or, or whatever you, your next steps are. Um, if I don't see you again before you move to London, then good luck. And, uh, and, and thanks very much. Perfect. Thank you.